Yes, and we're back. This is Hollywood Unlocked. I'm DJ Damage. And I'm still Blue Toulousma. Um, as you guys can see, for the first time in two years, they finally have us doing a show in studio. Woohoo! Um, we live in person, y'all. In person. You guys have never seen Damage and I breathe the same air on camera. But you might be noticing there's a conspicuous uh, third party that is missing, and that is Mr. Jason Lee himself. And that's because he is out here in Dubai living his best life, getting Arab money, doing Hollywood Unlocked Dubai now? Yeah, so first of all, you know, I grew up in Philly, Muslim background. Jason, you're doing it right out there. Now, make sure you come back though, all right? He's, I feel like he's having he's too much- He's not coming much, back. I feel like he's having too much fun in Dubai. I, it's a little jealousy for me. I never been to Dubai, and um, you've been before. What, yes. What are those things that he could be out there, you know? You know, into? I always call it the Burj Khalifa. You call it the Wiz Khalifa, but yeah, the Burj Khalifa is the tallest building in the world. And I had friends who had a penthouse inside of it. Uh-huh. It was gorgeous. It was four bedrooms, no, five bedrooms, four bathrooms. Inside it, of the Wiz Khalifa. In, the Burj, <laughs> yes. Inside of the you Wiz You said Khalifa. it, the building's real high. It's really, really high. And it's beautiful. And I will say Dubai is like, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. So I apologize. Dubai is what Vegas pretends to be. Oh, And shoot. so it's actually real money. Um, and I love it. It's gorgeous. Damn. It's adult Disneyland. Um, the coins are long, the camels are froggy, the sand is dusty. It's I feel beautiful. like you can't have fun in Dubai. And clearly, I've never been, but I feel like it's all these rules, being that it's like, you know, like an Arabic town. I'm sure. Yeah, you, you can't shimmy, because I shimmied when I got into the penthouse, and they were like, yo, be careful, people can So, see. why do people go there if you can't go? Because, you know, you think about a good time, you think about how people go to Miami on vacation. They're shaking ass, right? You yes. can't shake ass in Dubai. You can even shimmy your shoulders. You don't want to shake ass, though. It's so opulent. It's next oh. level opulent. I couldn't live there, I don't think, because I don't think I can afford to. Mm. But I feel like Jason can. So no ass shaking in Dubai. What are you doing in the club? You can shake inside. You just can't shake in like the general public because they're a modest place. But once we're inside somebody's house or a house party, then you can do a little bit of whatever. A hard time believing. Jason's on his best behavior in a place so strict like Dubai. I don't he's he's in VIP. Oh. Jason's popping 1942 and, and, you know, taking pictures. And he has his whole camera crew with him. Jason, you are now the rich <laughs> friend. Um, and <laughs> Damage and I are holding down the fort. This has been a very interesting week for Jason not to be around. Yeah. Because uh, the obvious uh, hot topic that everybody wants to hear us talk about and shout out to everybody on Instagram and Twitter who have been uh, rocking with me, talking about this on my social media page. It's been crazy. Some of you agree with me, some of you don't. Um, Damage, can we just set this up because this was crazy. We're talking about Will Smith, obviously, your Philly brother. Uh, absolutely. And like I said, you know, talking about somebody being on their best behavior, we got to talk about Will Smith maybe not being on his best behavior. While hosting the 94th Academy Awards, Chris Rock joked about Jada Pinkett Smith, which is, of course, Will Smith's wife, bald head due to alopecia, and he said he had nothing to do with it. Chris Rock said he was absolutely in the not know of her medical condition. But while the crowd was laughing and even Will Smith had a little, you know, cackle, Jada rolled her eyes and it must have signaled Will to see that she was disrespected because he left the seat, got up and slapped fire out of Chris Rock's face. He slapped the dog shit out of him. Can we swear on this episode? <laughs> I don't even, I'm so used to J Jason letting us know if we can swear. He slapped the stuff out of him. And I'm going to be honest, Damage, when this actually happened, I hit you up. And I, and this is a shout out to everybody who's traumatized. I was traumatized initially. Mm. Like, I was like, this is not okay. I just kept on tweeting. This is not okay. Yes, she was. I don't know what's going on, but this is not okay. I was not okay. I was very upset. And then I hit up my favorite Philly person. Mm -hmm. And your reaction was decidedly different from the jump damage. Absolutely. Our problematic king hit it. Absolutely. I feel like... Um, 
if you feel like Will did something wrong, I think that's okay. If you uh-huh. feel like Will didn't do something wrong, I feel like that's okay too. Maybe that's the Libra in me. It I is. feel like in this situation, when you tell somebody not to speak on your wife, you don't speak on their wife. And I know there's so many different points of view. You can go at it, you know, it's a code of conduct and behavior is where you're at. But sometimes it comes down to just the innate, I told you not to do something and you picked an atmosphere where you felt safe enough to do it. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. And then uh, I'll help you break down the history of even how this started because a lot of people just thought it was just because of this one joke. Yeah. And I think for me initially seeing that, I mean, seeing it, I could basically tell, I'm like, this is not just because he said this this time. This is not a reaction to just this moment. I felt like watching that slap, you been told Chris Rock to keep your wife's name out your mouth and you did it. So I just have a totally different point of view than a lot of people. Yeah, you you challenged me because I was like, no, damn it, just it's not okay. This is inappropriate. Like I went straight to like Karen land. I was a full on <laughs> asymmetrical Bob, where's your manager? Will Smith needs to die. Like I was upset. And then Damage was like, Blue, what else is going on? And then that's when my journalist came out like, you're right, what else is going on? I did some digging Mm -hmm. and I did have to have a moment where I had to check myself because we're so used to, as black people, having an an, an internal bias when we see one of our own act a fool, right? Because I feel like Russell Crowe had backhanded Kirsten Dunst or somebody. I don't think black people would have been so like, ooh, stop it. But we're so used to like not wanting to look bad in front of white people. And so that right there is problematic because we're already holding him to a higher standard because we're subconsciously dancing for the white gaze. Mm -hmm. And so I had to check myself on that because there was a little bit of, you just embarrassed us in front of all these white folks. Then I went looking at the fact that he's been clowned for two years straight. We've all talked shit about his masculinity, all of us. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're saying. You've all sat at your kitchen table and said, ooh, Jada make that man look like he, he got a vagina. So that can't feel good, especially for a Libra. Libras are all about optics. So that's a Libra's worst nightmare. So Will Smith has been living in his worst nightmare for two years. I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheart- like, it's crazy. Like, a, a, a man does not want to feel like he looks stupid having his, his wife's back. And then on top of that, too, I went looking at what happened with the Oscar So White um, controversy. Yes. Jada and Will were very adamant and passionate about Oscar So White. Mm-hmm. They were saying, we're going to boycott. And while they weren't there, Chris Rock made a joke, and, and Hollywood a lot um, put this up. Chris Rock made a joke basically saying, Jada not um, coming to the Oscars is like me not going to Rihanna's panties. We weren't invited, right? And imagine watching 500 of your peers laughing at you about a cause that you were passionate about. That is already going to piss you off. And then as well as the husband looks over and sees that his wife is upset. Like, you guys know, when I get upset, it's all over my face. When I feel disrespected, it's all over my face and I clench up. As women, we're used to having to constantly be like, damn, something unjust happened to me. But if I speak on it, I'm the difficult person in the room. And when you're with a man, he understands in that moment. So you don't be the difficult black girl. Your husband has to have your back. Absolutely. I I don't feel like Will was laughing at the joke. Um, I looked at him in his eyes in that moment. Ooh. And that laugh wasn't a, <laughs> that was funny. This is like, oh, you're going to have to make, you're going to make me want to kill you. Oh. Because I told you. Now, this is the thing, right? Going back to that Oscars. Yeah. Where they were protesting the Oscars because the Oscars so white. And mm-hmm. Oscars was not representing the black culture at all. You know, we were not getting nominated for certain things. People weren't winning things. There was huge protests all over Los Angeles. It was and, a big thing. And this is what I started looking at, right? Chris Rock still decided to be a part of that Oscars. Yeah. And then you went up there with that platform and you chose to make a dig at my wife. Exactly. Right? You made that choice. And then another video comes out with him sitting down with Louis C.K. 
passing the N-word back and forth. And yeah. Seinfeld had to be the voice of The reason. Jewish man was like, bruh, <laughs> so, I'm not even black, but this is not okay. And I say all this to say, I'm trying to bring it full circle. So when you go back on that stage, I don't want to say it like this, but we call it, you playing white people games. Yeah. Like, you know I told you not to do something. Because I could tell from how he walked up there, there was a conversation between that last Oscars mm -hmm. and this one where he said, don't speak on my wife. And you did it anyway. You thought because you was up on the stage and you were around these people that you always been around. Because when we were protesting, you were still there. Yep. You thought you were safe. Now, I'm not condoning violence. And violence isn't the answer for some. But some people, violence is the answer for them. And context really does matter, too. Because I will say the same way that I checked myself for clenching, the way a lot of us clenched, when we saw a black man backhand or bitch slap a, a, another black man in front of all these And I hated folks, that. I hated that. We hated that, but we also have to admit that subconsciously speaking, I think Chris Rock thought that he was protected by the white gaze. Because he's he the one who infamously told Kevin Hart, you're only black famous. Remember, remember that story that was so funny? He was like, oh, Chris Rock told me I was only black famous and I had to set my stuff up. Chris Rock is used to white approval, like being more superlative to black people and what we go through, which is very, very different. And that's what I peeped when he did that on that stage. Yeah. People are like, oh no, Will's overreacting. You know, he didn't even know about her hair condition. Uh, Jada says she don't care about the hair. I'm like, y'all missing a point. This is not about a condition. It don't matter what he said. He told him not to speak on my wife. And you so you know you have yeah. been told that. And then you go up there on the biggest stage in front of all her peers and think you were safe to do something I asked you not to do. And she's only there because I'm about to make history. So that's another thing, too. What, you guys I'm getting angry like I'm real. I'm getting right mad, there. too. And you, you know when Chris <laughs> When, when Will got on the stage, instead of Chris looking confused, like, why would you come up? We've never discussed this. He said, oh, it was a tame it one. It was a tame one. As if we talked about me not talking about your wife, but I picked the tame one so I thought I could get away with it. Like, you guys need to really go back and watch that video. When he said it was a tame one, though, that means he already he knew. knew. He I, admitted that he already knew why Will was upset. Blue, I knew as soon as he walked up there, Chris Rock already knew. That's why I'm like, everybody's missing the big point. It wasn't about what the joke was. It wasn't about August Alcina. We'll get into that later. It's Ooh. about, no, I told you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's certain situations I've been in. And you a Philly dude. So yeah, it's certain Philly situations dude. I've been in like, okay, y'all can say stuff. I don't really know y'all have a relationship with y'all. Me and you had a conversation. Yeah. And you went against that on this stage again and tried to play my wife like I told you not to do. Once again... Can Will have, should Will have more self-control? Absolutely. Was it, um, did it make me happy seeing a black man smack another black man on TV? Absolutely not. No, but at the same time, I don't know what the code of conduct is for a place that don't want us there anyway. Oh, let's get into that. But before we pivot into that, because the Oscars, I think a lot of the people at the Oscars can kiss our ass in slow motion because they are full of it and being hypocrites. I also want to point out for those who are saying, all this context is y'all making it up because he only mentioned alopecia. No, he's talking about the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. Her alopecia and her wincing is the straw that broke the camel back. And as the person who messed up by being violent, he can't pull out a laundry list. Because when you're apologizing, you can't say, I'm mad at these 17 things you did. Yeah. I can only mention the straw. It's black media who's supposed to do the legwork and say, we're going to say the stuff that Will can't in good taste say, right? Now let's talk about accountability versus punishment. We are so used to punishing black bodies, right? Will Smith is the only person in the history of the Academy who has made a mistake and apologized. Oof. And so the fact that the only person who's ever taken accountability is the only person we want to punish, why all the white rapists and, and racists who have never apologized have never been punished, 
just shows how how easy it is for us to be punitive with black people, even when we take accountability. He took accountability. So this is not about Will Smith didn't take accountability. You want to punish the black man. Yeah, and, and you know, it wasn't Will's finest moment, of, of course. Of course not. And like I said, I'm not going to co-sign him doing that, but I understand. I'm getting enraged talking about how it felt to me. And, you know, there's other actors out there that have done maybe crazy. You know, Mel oh. Gibson. Remember Mel Gibson's rant about his wife saying uh, nine black dudes are going to show up and do something to you? And there's a lot of dark moments oh, in Hollywood. Oh, there's dark moments that happened on stage, though. So those were like, well, this happened um, off stage. It doesn't matter. First of all, I, I think it should matter. Uh, Casey Affleck, uh, the brother of Ben Affleck, and mm. I'm from Boston, so I'm talking about my own people. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to have to stick with my race rather than my hometown. <laughs> Casey Affleck, and I read up on, on this, he sexually harassed one of his employees for months and tried to get her to fuck. And when she wouldn't, he locked himself in her hotel room and fucked somebody else in her room. And then when she got another room, she went to sleep and woke up with him naked in her bed. Right after that happened and the story broke, they gave him an Oscar and a standing ovation. So this man is a put like a sexual predator and he got an Oscar and nobody talked about it. Roman Polanski on television, on camera, admitted to raping a 14-year-old girl. The Oscars gave him a tribute. So a man who admitted to raping children got a fucking tribute. And let's take it back. Back in the day when, um, you know, Cowboys and Indians, because we love to say Cowboys and Indians, right? Mm -hmm. jo um, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. I'm oh, giving no. You, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Not had a cowboy Clint, movie. too. And they, well, Clint is like an old racist from the back in the day. I know. They had a movie, and they, there was a lot of protests happening around Cowboys and Indians. A Native American woman took the stage for Marlon Brando, who was protesting. She talked about Wounded Knee and said, hey, Indian people, Native American people, you're on our land. Can you please show us some compassion? You know mm -hmm. what John Wayne did? He jumped up and bum-rushed the stage to beat her ass. It took six security guards during the broadcast to take this white man and pull him away from beating the shit out of a woman. Mm. He still got his award. So I'm saying to the Academy, you are full of shit that you constantly let white men be racist and rapist and violent. But a black man who we've been riding for two years finally had an emotional breakdown, immediately apologized and he's the one that you call a monster. Mm -hmm. I'm calling bullshit on the Academy and every <sighs> black person who, because they're scared that we look bad in front of Massa, is piling up on Will Smith. Yeah, well, a day later, right after um, the slapping, I call it, you know, mm -hmm. the Academy condemned Will's actions. Will, of course, eventually apologized. Like you said, he apologized again. This time to Chris Rock because on the stage, of at the awards, he didn't apologize to no, Chris Rock. No, after I smack him, I need a minute before I can say your name. Yeah, yeah. so uh, <laughs> and he, and when he said his apology is, I was out of line, I was wrong. And Chris's little brother, Tony Rock, actually stepped in and did not accept that apology. Who's checking for Tony Rock? <sighs> Is it 1994? What's happening? But go ahead. But you know how celebrities do. Like, they'll get somebody close to them to kind of answer the stuff they can't answer. I think that's what Tony Rock was doing. Um, I don't like smoke after the fact. You were right there. You know, you, you, you crossed that line right there. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to address it, you could address it right there. You don't make you the bigger person to cross a line that maybe no, everybody doesn't know about. And then, like, hide your hand. Like, you're throwing a rock and hide your hand. You know how it is, like, if you have siblings, like, you know, your brother might throw something at you and hide behind mom. It's like, yeah. no, I'm going to get you. I just want to know who the, who the hell found Tony Rock to ask him anything. I'm still, <laughs> like, weirded out that I'm hearing that, that name. I will say this, though. It makes me sad because I'm not condoling violence. I'm condoning what we talked about at the Yay Brunch, right? What mm -hmm. did I say? I said they always make us um, superheroes and villains and mm -hmm. never anything in between. Will Smith's only sin was being human because in that moment a man got tired 
and snapped because the woman he loved was hurt. And he acted like a human being. He apologized like a human being. And now everybody's determined to make him a monster. Because black people can't be here. We can't know. have bad days. I don't know if it's working, though. We, we, can't, we can't have bad days. Bro. I'm going to be real with you. Will won that night. He went up there, slapped the person that was talking shit about his wife. Yes. Went up there, accepted a world, uh, an award, mm -hmm. and then performed getting jiggy with it afterwards with the award. He did. He, he did. didn't do going to Miami. He didn't do summertime. He didn't get jiggy with it. I haven't heard getting jiggy since the prom. He I got <laughs> jiggy with it after the slapping. And I feel like I feel like the Academy really didn't want to do anything, but the backlash is now becoming so crazy. Everybody's talking. Um, I know. The white backlash. Yeah, the Academy's holding a full board meeting to discuss uh, disciplinary actions for the slapping event. Oh, yeah, we have a statement. You want me to read the oh, yeah, statement? Yeah, let's hear the statement. So the Academy's full statement reads, the Board of Governors today initiated disciplinary proceedings against Mr. Smith for violations of the Academy's standards of conduct, including inappropriate physical contact, abuse, abusive or threatening behavior, and compromising the integrity of the Academy. Consistent with the Academy standards of conduct, as well as California law, Mr. Smith is being, prov being provided at least 15 days notice of a vote reg regarding his violations and sanctions and the opportunity to be heard beforehand by means of written response. Where was this energy for all the rapists and the racists? He Hello. took accountability. This is not about accountability anymore because he took accountability. This is about being punitive and punishing him. Punishment and accountability are the same thing. And for all of you who talk about prison reform, mm -hmm. we're talking about hoping them, you're full of shit because this is exactly what we're talking about, right? <laughs> no, prison reform means when a black person does something wrong, when a brown person does something wrong, we make them accountable, we make sure they won't do it again, and we find a way to put them back in society. Mm -hmm. The way we currently have it is we just punish them and make them into monsters. Yeah. The academy is showing exactly what happens to black people. We don't get accountability being enough. We have to be punished. Now, I could be wrong, but I feel like the, the academy is being very reaction-based, reactionary, if that's a word. They heard Jim Carrey talking to Gail and they got upset. And got oh, yeah, scared. yeah, yeah, we're going to get... And I feel like when it happened, if they were that concerned, something would happen right then and there. Mm -hmm. I feel like they wanted to let it ride and see what happened and see what the, the energy was, and clearly the energy wasn't the best. Um, but meanwhile, while Will was dealing with safety concerns, officers arrived at Will's Calabasas mansion after receiving a call about an alleged drone sighting over the property. Wait, Patrol cars are now monitoring his home. So I guess people are trying to take things into their own hand with Will Smith. God, this is so racist. And to all the black folks, I hope you, re you recognize how they're going to take this and find a way to take away this man's career because they're racist. I, I just feel like for me, it was just a few years ago we were protesting the Oscars. I don't want to hear anything about how people should be acting at the Oscars. They don't want us there anyway. Mm -hmm. It was a big night, though, mm -hmm. for black actors, and that's so bomb. And you know, Quest Love, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, mm -hmm. they both they both got awards. Which is major, which yeah. is major. And I do feel like that has kind of overshadowed that moment. But then for me, and maybe it's because I'm not an actor, what was the moment that was overshadowed? What what, what was the what Ooh. Talk to me about no, but talk to me about that because I don't think I'm at that level of fame mm -hmm. where I feel like if I win an Oscar, it's a personal journey for me. Yeah, I don't know how something could overshadow that moment for me if I win an Oscar. I don't care if somebody was shooting outside. Maybe Damn. I just come from a different background. You can tell that you're from Philly. Yeah, it's like how <laughs> you're getting a Philly man's perspective. Ma and, and, you, and, and that's why I'm like, I want to see maybe you can bring light to that word when people say this overshadowed their moment. What does that mean? Because okay. it didn't take away their award. So maybe help me understand that because I, I clearly look at that differently. And that's an emotional intelligence question. So I, I appreciate you for bringing it back to that because I was getting upset. Was, <laughs> and for anybody who's wondering why everybody's feeling violent, I will throw in a little astrology. Uh, it's a new moon in Aries during Aries season. Everybody's going to want to smack a bitch for the next three weeks. So everybody. And we'll kick that off. So he did. 
So this is this is the time to watch your mouth. Don't make crazy what jokes. What day that happened? That's going to be a Philadelphia holiday. Don't that, know that. It really is. It's going to be National Slapping Day. Because let me tell you this. This oh real quick. We're going to get in trouble for this. No, because so I, I want you to remember this. Jason's not here and we're well, on the Well, Iverson porch. stepped over Tyrone Liu. We lost that whole series. We Jesus never forgot. God. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock is something we will never forget. You know for who else won't forget? Brooklyn. They were like, because Chris is from Brooklyn. Bedside was like... Really, my G? There's a Rocky statue in Philly. There's going to be a slap silhouette statue in Philly. There's already a slap tattoo. Yeah. There's somebody with the whole... It's more coming with that. To answer your question, when you are a person of color in this industry, you are constantly made to feel like you don't belong, that Mm -hmm. you are less than, and that you'll only, in Chris Walk's words, only be black famous. And so part of the Academy Awards, particularly for creatives of this stature, is once you win an Emmy or an Academy Award, that is a green light for mainstream media to take you seriously and to pay you in a way that they wouldn't before. Mm. For example, when Lena Waithe won that Emmy, suddenly everybody knew her name and she became a gajillionaire, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't about, she'd been doing that work before, but the Emmy told the whites and everybody else, oh, you have a brand of approval. So when you're on that stage getting your award for an Emmy or a Tony or Oscar or a Grammy, that's you saying, despite the system, I made it to the top of the mountain. And it's your moment to stand at the top of the mountain and say, look at me, Ma, I made it. And so when Questlove went up and his mother's crying and he's accepting his award, he couldn't even like remember the name of the movie he made because he was so shell-shocked from Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. When Samuel, Jack- well, Samuel, I don't think Samuel Jackson cared. Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> Samuel was like, like some snakes in this motherfucking plane. Thank you for my Oscar. He didn't care because he's an OG. But I do think Quest loved to get overshadowed. He was on Twitter. Someone said Quest was so scared he couldn't talk, and he wrote facts underneath. So Quest has confirmed that he was shaken up. Fix Whatever, your face, Sammy. Whatever, bro. You ride for Philly. But I'm but just no, saying I, that yeah, it's a, it's a stamp but, of approval. But I do understand. That's why I'm like, I don't feel like. I, I don't really knock everyone's perspective on it. Will could have handled that better. Yes. But I know me, I would have handled it just like Will. So I would be I would be a hypocrite to go, oh, no, he should have never done that. If I tell you not to speak on my wife, you don't speak on my wife. But let's talk about damage control, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the Academy should have tried to escort Will out right at that moment? Because they let him right. He was partying. Lupita was flirting with him. It was. I, I'm just playing. Don't, don't start stuff. Who's going to slap you next? The irony of Will Smith so, backing you for that joke. So Blue sent me the clip. <laughs> yes. And she's like, Lupita is traumatized. I said, no, Lupita is turned on. I was a little rat. I'm a, okay. So I looked in those eyes Lupita had. That wasn't a traumatized. That was, ooh. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't bet if I was going to talk about this since you opened that door. <laughs> Let's have a quick history lesson about women and their beauty standards, right? You guys judge women very harshly in a way that you don't, don't judge men. If I had showed up on the show wearing a baseball cap and no makeup, Damage can do it, I couldn't. They'd be like, oh, look at Blue looking homeless on the show, right? Like, women are always held to different beauty standards. And so there's conventional beauty and there's just beauty, period, right? Conventional beauty is very whitewashed and fat phobic and slim. And you have to have long, flowing hair, be a certain size and a certain stature. And this is what Jada was talking Jada about. Jada Pinkett Smith feeling sensitive about her hair is not her being overly sensitive. It's her reacting to understanding how the system works and that we do talk shit about women who are not conventionally attractive. As a woman who's already not conventionally attractive, even though I'm cute as fuck, hello guys. If I was dating a guy mm-hmm. and his boys were talking shit about me because I'm fine, but I'm big and fine and not small and fine, and he didn't have my back, I'd have to find a new boyfriend. Because I'm thinking to myself, if you are with me and you understand what I'm up against, how dare you not have my back? So in the moment where I saw as a woman, forget me being an emotional intelligence coach or a journalist or anything else, as a woman in the moment when I saw Will look at her, see her upset, 
and walk the stage to half her back, then sit back down and then kiss her. I was aroused by that because unfortunately, and so was Lupita. Unfortunately, this probably is the only time in the past twenty years that I've ever seen a black man have one of our backs in public. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm and, torn. And, and I'm sure Lupita wasn't really aroused. I by was a little Will. aroused at the end. I'm but gonna, I'm gonna be I, I feel like there's a lot to say. Maybe this is toxic, but when she seen Will go up there and, and stand up for his wife, I seen her eyes. Black women don't. The see eyes lie. don't lie. She was looking like, she was like you oh, better snap. go ahead, boy. <laughs> Now, uh, somebody that didn't have the same reaction as Lupita is oh. Jim Carrey. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so Will should have been escorted out of the Oscars and he would have sued him. Here's the clip. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. It is not the hassle. I, I'd have... I'd for announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or sh show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you, you know, you do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated, and I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm -hmm. things. It casts a, a pall over everybody's shining moment last night. You know, a lot of people worked really hard to get to that place and to have their moment in the sun, and you know, just it was just a selfish moment to cast a pall over the whole thing. Um, I don't want to make everything about race. I don't. But I feel like how Jim Carrey would handle something and how somebody with our background would handle something is totally different. And I, I, I laugh when people say he doesn't have the right to attack him off of just words, where I, I haven't lived in these experiences. When I look back and watch Martin Luther King just speak words, mm -hmm. and they beat the crap out of him and locked him up over and over and over. Words have power where police will pull over somebody just because of words. These and they still died over words. People will lose their life. So mm -hmm. you can't go, oh, over just words. But I get it. You know, I'm not faulting Jim Carrey for this point of view. That's his point of view. I am. He's a fucking hypocrite. So I can pull up receipts. <laughs> Y'all know how I do. <laughs> a bitch loves a receipt. Back in the day, uh, Jim Carrey was at the MTV Awards. And when he won an award, he walked up to Alicia Silverstone, who was the girl who played uh, the main character in Clueless and tried to tongue kiss her while accepting his award and sexually assaulted her on camera. That's creepy. She shut down and physically freaked out because this white man's tongue coming at her freaked her out while she was trying to give him the award. But that was funny to him. No, it was funny to him, exactly. but it was sexual assault. That same night, he tried to do the same thing to Will Smith. So are you mad that Will wouldn't let you tongue kiss him? I need y'all to realize, also, he was under investigation oh, because real. his girlfriend committed suicide and he was implicated in helping her getting prescription pills. You need to mind your business, okay? You have your own problems. Here's the problem that I have. Every single person it's who smoke. is talking shit about Will Smith it's has bigger problems than a smack. Twitter has basically been saying, is this your man? Because you're talking a lot of snap for, for people who have these kind of problems. Same thing for Zoe Kravitz. Zoe, I love you. We have the same loctician. Look at us. We're cute. However, sis, yeah. mind your business. Stay out of Because this. you're the same person who back in the day in an interview said that you found Jaden Smith attractive at 14 and had to fight your urge to sexually assault him because you realized how young he was. Woo! Now you want to talk shit about his daddy? Girl, stay in your goddamn lane. Everybody who's talking about this slap has done something 10 times worse.
You're all hypocrites. Yeah. And Sorry. There, and no, there's there's that. Um, Jim Carrey got a... F- mm. Yeah, Jim. And then he said... Mind hey, your business. This is no longer the, the, the cool club. So when it was racist and, and sexual assault, it was cute, cool. But black rage is not cool. Oh, okay, bad. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would say this over and over again. I don't feel like what Will did was right. But let's not act like you don't understand where this is coming from. And this, let's not act like, oh, he's supposed to be this representation for all black people around the world. He's not. He's Will Smith. And honestly, he's been doing a pretty goddamn good job up until this point. And he's also, again, I'm going to bring this back. In all the receipts that I've pulled, and I could pull more, but I don't want this show to be too violent because I'm usually a nice one. I feel like because Jason's not here, we're being extra froggy. No, I'm like, <laughs> going in. <laughs> I just want to point out, for those who were like, oh, we should never use a white man being bad as an excuse for a black man being bad. That, first of all, some of you guys are not cultural critics. There's a reason why we get paid to do this because we're paid to have nuance. Stick to your day job. What you're doing is a false equivalency, right? Saying that rape is bad whether it's a white man or a black man, is very different than saying a black man having a moment where he's physically overwhelmed by anger is not the same thing as a white man doing the same thing and not being punished. Will Smith is still to this day the only person who has ever apologized. And so this is not about accountability. I'm going to keep on saying it. It's about punishing black people for doing half of what white folks do without being checked. No. And that's why I think every black person who was disappointed in Will Smith, you can be disappointed and still fight for his right for him to be treated equitably. There's no precedent for what the Academy is doing. They're making an example of the only person who's ever apologized. And that is racism. Woo! That's right. I mean, honestly. Poor Damage. He's like, I just want to smack It's not even poor. Like, <laughs> like I said, the slapping is going to be something we're going to be talking about. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people are, are tired of talking about it, but I feel like we haven't gotten to this context. Yeah. Because I feel like people are missing so many points about this. What Will did was wrong. Okay, but let's not try to punish him and demonize him like people haven't did far worse. Now, Jim Carrey, Tony Rock, it was a lot of people. First of all, the whole world, people that don't even speak English is talking about this slap. <laughs> but one man stepped up to the plate to talk about this, and it was Kevin Samuels. This is what what does she say. want? This is what he had to say. One question, Will. Did you have the same smoke for Augusta Alcina? Inquiring minds would like to know. That seemed like more than a G.I. Jane joke. Emasculated entanglement syndrome, people. This is what we've been preaching about for the longest. Yeah, it was more than that joke. It was. Here's the thing. Everybody wants this animosity towards August Alcina, right? They're like, oh, he didn't do that to August Alcina. Mm-hmm. Here's the first thing. How do we know Will is that angry about this August Alcina they, situation? They had an arrangement. There's a lot of projection in that. It's how you feel like he should have did that to August Alcina. Here's another statement. When August Alcina said that, he was speaking his truth. So rather, now, should he have Bingo. kept it quiet? Maybe. But he was speaking his experience. He's allowed to speak his experience. He didn't lie. He didn't make a joke. He didn't belittle nobody. He talked about what happened in his own real life. He has the right to say that. You don't have the right to shut him down. But then I'll say this. People go, oh, you didn't do that to August Alcina. I haven't heard a word from August Alcina in, what, two years? I haven't heard nothing. If you're like us, online shopping has become almost a hobby during quarantine. But we honestly love shopping online because who doesn't like things getting shipped to their homes with just a click of a button? 
from shoes, clothes, and now even mattresses. In addition to online shopping, who doesn't love getting a good night's rest? We all know how important sleep is overall to our health and wellness, right? We all feel like that. Well, we're excited to tell you about our next sponsor. They're called Ghostbed. We love their products. We can't wait to tell you about the best beds in the game. Now, I think I've got the best sleep since I got my ghost bed before making a switch from other mattresses. They suck. I don't lay on those anymore. I don't think I was able to really get a full healthy night's rest. You know, when you wake up and you feel refreshed, I'm usually like sluggish. I don't even get to sleep. I got a cramp. My hip hurts. I'm only 30 years old. My hip hurts. Get those other beds. Let me tell you about ghost bed. It's made by Nature Sleep, an industry leader in mattress space since 2001. Every product from the mattress to the sheets to the pillows, I'll tell you about them pillows, is designed with cooling features, so it's perfect if you sleep warm, which most people do. They even got a mattress dubbed the coolest bed in the world. Shipping is free and fast, and you can try out your mattress for 101 nights. That's 101 nights. You can try it out. That's all you got to do. You can even get the industry-leading warranty for up to 25 years on that mattress. Look, I'm getting comfy thinking about it. With 20 years plus of experience, the sleep experts at Ghostbed continue to offer quality and comfort at affordable prices. This family-owned business produces all of their products in the USA, and they include cooling technology in every mattress so you sleep longer at night. Check this out. Ghostbed mattresses are backed by 20 to 25-year warranty, two times the industry standard. They got you. So you can try out one for 101 nights. And if you don't like it, you can return it, get your money back. No hard feelings. They don't care. I still kept mine. So you're probably not going to give it back. Plus, there's easy financing on the mattresses with rates starting at just $35 a month. Ghostbit offers zero down and zero APR financing. So you have no excuse, okay? So yes, you can buy a mattress for like $35 a month. You might think that's crazy. No, you never had a good mattress like this. And you can get free shipping on most orders with ships within 24 hours. All right, so right now, Ghostbed is offering a flash sale of 40% off of mattresses and adjustable base bundles or 30% off a mattress and two free pillows. Come on now, Ghostbed also offers bundles so you can get everything you need in the bedroom upgraded, okay? Choose any of their mattress and pair with an award-winning adjustable base with 15 massage modes, cooling pillows, all of that. Yes, I said massage modes. Find your perfect mattress. Check out ghostbed.com slash unlock right now. Pay attention. Ghostbed is offering our listeners 40% off of Ghostbed bundles where you can get a mattress and adjustable base or 30% off site-wide. That is 30% off all mattresses, two luxury pillows. I said enough. Just go to the website. Use our promo code. That's ghostbed.com slash unlock. Hurry up, get to the website, and take advantage of these deals. Use our promo code UNLOCK. That's what the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make is August Alcino was the beginning of this. So the amount of grace that you have to at the beginning of a two-year stint is very different than how you feel 25 months of being clowned. You guys don't understand how mental health works. We all, and, and it's hypocritical of us, right? As black people, as brown people, as people of color, as women, as LGBTQ, we're used to the first time we hear the joke, we, we, have, we turn the other cheek, we show grace. The third, fourth, fiftieth time, we show grace. After two years of being the punchline, I think August Alcina, if he'd been on that stage, would have got slapped too, to be perfectly honest. This is not about the, the, the who, it's about the when. 
I've been getting clowned and having you guys talk ill of my manhood and my marriage and my family and maligning me for two years. And what's so crazy is people who can't even have a debate with me in the shade room comment section without crying are sitting here judging a man who's held his composure for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So you held your composure for 30 years and you finally snapped. And folks who couldn't even hold it for 30 minutes are, are condemning you. I'm going to keep on calling hypocrisy. Yes, August Alcina got graced two years ago. But in 2022 of things, Will Smith is fucking tired. But there's so many differences between... And, and the thing is, it's like, because the average person will be mad about this entanglement... They have an open marriage. Who's They're to say honest. Will was that upset about it? And yeah. once again, August Alcina spoke about his own personal life. And then another thing is, August Alcina didn't make the statement in front of Will face. In front of his wife. He did it in on front his of all their peers. He did it states away, hours away, during a press conference. Who knows yeah. how Will would have reacted in that moment? Yeah. Would he have hit him? I don't know. Because honestly, I don't really know how Will feels about that. I know everybody's like, oh, we seen him on the red table talk. He was crying. Honestly, you don't know how he feels about that situation. He That situation might not mean anything to him, or it does. It's the embarrassment. I'm going to always say this because I know so many Libras. It's one thing to have a conversation when you agree to certain things in an open relationship behind closed doors. But as a man, when you are publicly shamed and embarrassed, that's what I think he was crying about. He was embarrassed that a private arrangement between him and his wife and third or fourth party got out, got out in a way that was demeaning and also demoralizing and also corrupting three decades of hard work. That wasn't just about August Alcina getting his, his penis wet and Jada. That was about him feeling disrespected as a man. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really intellectually dishonest of us, especially girls like uh, Kevin Samuel, to act like we don't understand that. Honey, honey. But Calm once down. again, I haven't if 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 I haven't heard a word from August Alcina in years. Yeah. So when people say, "Oh, you didn't have that same smoke for August Alcina," August Alcina ain't retweeting this. You don't see him posting nothing. Something happened. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Pauls got put on him, but something happened. Where August Alcina knows not to play into these narratives that people. People are using his name. I'm sure he has a million mentions right now. Mm -hmm. There's a million entanglement. There's a, there's a million movies called Entanglement on Amazon Prime all of a sudden. That, a there's a million mentions of August Alcina after the set. I haven't seen one retweet. I haven't seen nothing from him. Mm -hmm. Clearly something is happening. Y'all need to start respecting Will's gangster. That's all I'm saying. Y'all keep talking about, oh, he ain't do nothing to August. You heard from August? Anybody heard from August? August is out here. I ain't here August since two August ago. August is out here doing uh, Pilates with his turban on, looking at the sunset. And this ain't nothing against August, because yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, he spoke his experience. Yeah. Was he corny about making a song about it? Yeah, but you know, he's an artist. He was trying to make he's a little bit of money. Dude. He knew it was over after he, that. He, he, he said, I, did, I gotta put something out. Is there uh, anything else happening behind, besides Will Smith? I feel like I'm getting like the slap fatigue. Yeah. By the way, there's a song called The, the Slap that I'm currently watching. It's very funny and relevant, but go ahead. No, you're right. I'm tired. I'm, and I'm glad. I think this is going to be it for us. Yeah, I'm never mentioning this again. But it was so many points we had. It's still more to talk about, but we're going to let there it go. Is. We're going to yeah. let it sizzle for right now. Uh, we got to talk about our president. Oh. Uh, president Biden signs the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. Lynching is now officially a federal hate crime. Yay, it only took 100 years. Yay. Probably Three, 400, two, but yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so earlier this week, President Joe Biden has officially signed... <laughs> The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act of 2022, making lynching a federal hate crime. So Biden said lynching was pure terror to enforce that lie that everyone uh, is not created equal. Terror is systematic. You know, it's Biden, you know, so let's just get into it. Lynching bad, wait. Yeah, this is so silly. He just, we all just figured out lynching was bad. 
Do you see how they do us, though? No, but according to Tuskegee University, which collects records on lynchings, 4,743 people were lynched from 1882 to 1968, and 3,446 of them were black. And that's the only ones that were recorded. Yeah, I'm about to say that those are very conservative numbers. That very. Are not real. Those numbers are not real. Those are just what the audience is saying, whatever. I think this is, um, I don't want to say performative. I just think it's a, a little bit too little too late. Duh, it should have been happened, right? The same way that they have the Crown Act that says, now if you have locks or an Afro, you can still do your job. We could have been on our jobs with, with, with Afros and locks, right? I think this is one of those things of, I'm not going to clap too hard for you doing eventually what you should have done a long time ago. I'll just be like, good, now what? What else? I think for me, it makes me sad that this president is the one that signed it. Really? Why? Because it's not really, I don't, you know, of course, Biden, duh, you should have been signed it. But it's, to me, it shows, because I've never really thought about this for like uh, the past few years. Because, you know, over the pandemic, there were some lynchings and they were trying to say they were suicides. Mm -hmm. But they were lynchings. It was activists. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. And I was, you know, reading up on the bill and how it wasn't passed. And it's like so many presidents that we elected in just let this slide. Since, since I was born. Like, this is just being signed now. So my whole life, the people my mom's voted for, my uh, grandparents have voted for, have not thought this was a big enough issue to sign this to make this a hate crime. So that's what makes me sad kind of seeing this. It's like, yeah, you did it. It does. should have been done. It's like, but now? In 2022? You know why, though? Trump. Here's the thing. People Ooh. are so in denial about racism that it takes somebody like Trump to take the shit thing that is racism and smear all over the walls to make it so bad that it's impossible to ignore. So the crazy thing is, as much as Trump was the Antichrist, he was so satirically bad, it took him being that bad and having insurrectionists at the, at the Capitol mm -hmm. and all this extra wild shit for even the white folks to be like, oh, I think racism is a thing. Like, remember the people who, like, they didn't know racism existed until George Floyd? Yeah. Like, how do you not know racism existed until 2020? So I hate to say it, but... Part of the blowback of Trump being such a dastardly Disney villain is that he was so ridiculous, he made it impossible for us to ignore the obvious, and that's what was the alley-oop for Biden to finally be able to get this through. It's just, it's sickening, it's yeah. scary, and like I said, over the pandemic, there were lynchings. And that, that really lynching. freaked yeah. me out. I was like, yo, they're still doing this to this day, the audacity. And it's just, it's mind-blowing, man. And to see those numbers, we know those numbers are low. We know they're low, and even that scares me. That because yeah. that's too many, three thousand four hundred and six. That's too many, and for that to know, for me to know in my heart, yeah. that that's not all that's being reported. It's scary to me. Have you ever been the um, victim of a hate crime? Um, I don't. Are, is it considered a hate crime if it's done to you by a child when you're a child? Oh, well, well, yes, I guess. Yes, I was a victim of a hate crime when I was younger, and the, and the kid was also younger. And it's sad because looking back at that, somebody taught him that. Yeah. Somebody taught him that very weird ideology to have in a black neighborhood, this young white child. He was racist in a black neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, I, I hope, I wonder if he's still alive. It was a Montessori Jesus. school, so, you know, it was a little mixed up in there. Oh, okay. You know, it was a little, you know, a little different, but yeah, man, you know, looking back at that, I can't, I'm not even mad at the kid, because I used to be mad at the kid, because I have like a permanent scar from it, but mad at the parents. Like, that's something, he, he's not born with that. That's something taught. You know, I'm from Boston, which is, you know, um, the racism capital of the North, and... What's crazy about being in Boston is that you learn to like have a blind eye to racism. And so it's really funny because me in high school would be shocked to see me now. I was so used to normalizing racism and making excuses for it. And so the school that I went to, 
One time, these two boys got into a fight, and in the newspaper the next day, they were like, it was a race war in our school. We, we actually had to be sent home because it was like a race war. It was the white kids versus the black kids, and the white kids were going to beat us all up. I was like, y'all overreacting. It was just two boys arguing who just happened to be white and one happened to be Like, I was that yeah. indoctrinated. And so, for me, when I started getting more into academia and studying the history of this country, it blew my mind to realize how many incidents that I thought were person to person were actually systemic racism in my face. And I feel like that's what I've dealt with more and more than a person to person. I feel like I've dealt with the systemic side of racism more, you know, trying to get apartments certain places, mm -hmm. um, cops pulling me over and opening up all my car doors and my trunk without permission and putting me on the ground often. That's happened to you. Often. But, wow. you know, and, and this doesn't excuse it, but it was the car I had. I fit, I fit a certain description because, you know, I'm young trying to be cool. This don't excuse it's what they did. It's always a description, though. We're looking for a black man. This, somebody called him a kid in a tree. Why are you looking nah, for a black like, man? No, like, you know, in, in Philly, you know, driving certain kind of cars, you, being young, I'm trying to have this image, right. not of the person, but, you know, I think that's cool, but I'm not realizing why that's cool because... All the drug dealers got this kind of car. That's still racial profiling, though. It is. No, I'm not. I'm not making no excuse for it. But white boy in that car, but, they would not have put him on the ground. They would be like, "Sorry, Timmy, can we see your license and registration?" I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. I know damn well if I could go back and talk to my younger self, don't get that damn car. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't excuse what they did. So I've, I've more so dealt with the systematic side of, you know, my friends trying to open venues in certain spots in Philadelphia, and they're like, no. It's not happening. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Philly was like that. Well, think about the club. We used to have a joke that we told in the 90s. I'm aging myself now, guys. Where they would be like, hey, you can't wear any urban attire at the mm -hmm. club. It took <laughs> me years to realize that urban attire meant that we don't want black people with people who even dress like black people. So even dress codes at clubs are steeped in racism. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a inter job interview and, I, and they're like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're overqualified. Why are you here? And then I show up. And they're like, oh, we just thought you were a white girl with bass in your voice. You black. Mm. So there's been a couple times I've been hired at jobs and they didn't know I was black until I showed up for my first day. Nah, That's I, how racism The dress the code word. thing is funny to me because I remember it was a restaurant out here in West Hollywood. I'm not going to put them on blast right now. Put them on blast. We're choosing uh, violence this month. Nah, <laughs> just play I ain't even giving no, no pub, but I remember walking up and I ain't have a haircut. Anytime y'all see me with a hat on, I don't have a haircut. I think you look great with a hat on. I hate that. Can you guys uh, vote in the comments? Don't you love damage with the hat on? I think it fits But your I face. walked up and they was like, hey, no caps in here. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Because I can, I can respect the dress code. You know, I throw events. You know, I get it. I get in there and every white person has a hat on. Mm -hmm. The no cap rule is also like... So many things are racism, which is why... I oh, you know I put my hat back on, though. Because you're, you're spiteful and you... Yes. I will say this, Kenya Barris, we, we tend to clown him for having 1,800 shows about being black. <laughs> but one of the things I will say about Black um, AF on Netflix, every episode is called, yes, it's still about slavery. Yep, this is about slavery too. Yep, this episode is also about slavery. And the episodes are about random things of real life. But then you think about it academically, oh no, that all still comes back to slavery. So yeah. I, I think a lot of times people say, don't play the race card, then stop being racist, America. You first. Yeah, I agree. All right, so let's pivot, because I feel like we've been yelling racism for like 40 minutes. We have. <laughs> With the academy. <laughs> You're all racist. Okay, so uh, for anybody who wants us to talk about something a little bit more fun, I really want to hear your opinion about this damage as a single dad. Breathe in through your nose, not through your mouth. I hope you're not triggered by this. Uh -huh. But uh, our good friend Angela, friends of the show, Black China. Okay. Um, I like I, Black China. We love Black China here, so this is not Black China slander. We just have questions, sis. Um, she recently wrote on her social media, yesterday I had to give up three of my cars 
My reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support. And she said single, no support, or child support. And so she was crying because she had to give up her three cars because she was getting no support from her exes. And then before anybody could like cue the violin for her, her exes jumped in and Tiger said, I pay 40K a year for my son's school and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay you child support? And then Rob Kardashian jumped in and said, bet, hold my beer. He said, I pay 37K a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all her extracurricular activities. I have my daughter from Tuesday to Saturday. Why would I pay child support? And then the, the congregation said, well, China, you only see your kids on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's going on? So I wanted to hear from a black father about this because I think a lot of times we're so used to the false narrative and it is false guys. Please check the, the statistics that black fathers are not present. They're actually just as present as other fathers. Um, so I wanted to know how you felt about this because I almost felt bad for her until I realized, why do you need three cars? No, um, I, I, I don't feel bad for her. Oh, um, but I, I don't have nothing against black China and I'll take this partly away from her. Cause I don't really know her situation with these guys. I don't right. know who's really telling the truth in this situation. I don't think they're lying about court ordered uh, payments and, and, and to be medical honest, expenses. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, but if we would just look at this blanketly, how do you need, how many, you have two children, mm -hmm. three cars do what? And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of young ladies, unfortunately have children and they feel like. Having this baby is going to be my financial plan for the rest of my life. Mm. And it just don't work like that. And I think Brittany Renner was talking about that. She was like, if y'all thought I was really trying to get this man's money, we would have got married and divorced. Alimony is different from child support. Child support don't work like that. Mm -hmm. And child support is to support the child. Right. And I don't know if it's rap lyrics. I don't know if it's Instagram memes. For some reason, a lot of people feel like this child support is supposed to take care of you entirely when it's supposed to support the child. It's supposed to support the child within the the, the standard of living that they're accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And so I will say this, if your father's living in a mansion, you can't be living in the projects with your mother, right? So, mm -hmm. the, it's a, so I will say that yes. if you are a rich person and has your child living a rich lifestyle, you can't have them go into the hood when they go see their mother and then going back to like, that's just a jarring psychologically for the child. So I understand the to the lifestyle that they're accustomed to, but I do agree that there's a certain wave, a counter wave to patriarchy has now become women saying, well, if you only want me for my, for my womb and my body, then bet, that's my full-time job now. And I do think it is dangerous when you commodify your children in that way and act like being a mother is your full-time job to men that you're not in relationships with. Yeah, it, it's scary because when I see these, these stories of women going back to get more child support because they're only getting $9,000 a month, how much money do you need? If you live in Calabasas, nine thousand might not be enough, though. If you live in Calabasas, yeah. My thing is like I'm just playing devil's advocate. But I'm I don't, that. I don't really see the devil. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the advocacy for the devil here. And I get it. Like you know, there should be nine thousand dollars a month is a lot of money to go back. Oh, I only got twenty thousand dollars a month. I need fifty thousand dollars a month for my four month old. That's sick to me sometimes. Like some of that is sick. Some of it is. Here's the thing that that bothers me. If I know that my child is a child of celebrity, I cannot live in a place where my rent is only for $1,500 because it'd be mm -hmm. unsafe for me and the child, right? Absolutely. So if I have to get security or live someplace that's secure, that might actually cost me 5k a month. So I'm actually mm -hmm. not going to knock that part because if you're the child of a celebrity, there are security reasons why the mother can't be slumming it and has to have a certain co cost of living. A brother of mine went 
tragically broke dealing with child support and oh. he wasn't celebrity at all. And oh, it, that's different, he, No, but I'm just saying yeah. is there's, there's regular people out here sometimes, well, not regular, but you know, people of just a little bit of financial status that are getting hit with some type of, sometimes these crazy yeah. child support costs. And I just don't understand how they calculate it. And, that, and it's not everybody. Everybody yeah. doesn't get this astronomical amount of money. A lot of times we see it on social media, it's not the truth. But I do feel like, you know, these fathers taking care of the school costs, that's the that's one of the biggest costs there. And yeah. medical bills, that's the stuff you want your child's father, if he has exactly. the means to take care of, because that gives you more flexibility with the job you're supposed to have to do your part. It's both. So what's, what's the, I, I will say this, and I'm going to stop playing devil's advocate, because I, I do want to always make sure that we're not playing gender wars on the show, because I think sometimes people don't realize that anything you can say about one gender, you can say something equally bad about the other gender, so it ends up washing itself out. I think for me is the children do need to be taken care of and they can't be taken care of if their mother's living in a slum. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I agree. if the mother doesn't have the kids six days out of seven, but then all of a sudden, and they're paying for all the, the expenses, that's when you're right. I am now going to be calling bullshit like, sis, you only see them on Sundays and Mondays. And on top of that, is this a confession? Is she confessing that she needed the child support to pay for her three cars? Three cars? Because but she's first saying, of all, that's scary to say. Why would you even admit to that? And like I said... It's I don't know what's confession. going on with that, but three cars has nothing to do with your children. It, it, and it sounds like you mismanage whatever money that you do have from the child support and the money that you bring in. Why do you have three cars? Yeah, she has. And the thing is, China has a, like a booming social media presence. She was off in Africa selling bleaching creams. She'd be doing appearances. Like, sis gets her back. I've actually always said that I admire the way that Angela has always worked, right? She had a show with the Kardashians. She had a show on one of the streaming apps. She's always worked. And so mm -hmm. rather than being like, sis, you a, you a lazy gold digger. I'm more like, where'd the money go? Because I know you made it. it. It it fluctuates. And I think Master P said this a few times. I love watching Master P videos. He like, the reason why I'm still doing okay is I know how to fluctuate with the time. Sometimes yeah. I'll make a lot of money. Sometimes I'm not making so much money. I got to cut things here and there. Sometimes I got to take people off my payroll like companies do, unfortunately. Sometimes I got to give that car away. Yeah. When you're trying to uphold this lifestyle, you're going to have these ups and downs. It just comes with it. However, you can't blame your baby daddies for losing three cars. Why do you have... So that means you have more cars. Does she have more than that? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Her losing three cars and mismanaging her money and, and throwing them under the bus when they're actually doing the right thing. As a woman, y'all need to stop that because there are so many times when men do do us dirty. When you guys are falsely playing the girl who cried wolf, you make the people who actually have a real grievance look bad. And I really think that she should have had a friend, homegirl, be like, sis, put the phone down. Because you losing three cars when these guys are it's taking care of their deaf. kids. It's tone deaf in this climate when people are struggling to pay food. Like, there's COVID relief stuff. I have friends who are celebrities who had to get COVID relief to help them with their rent because they weren't booking shows the same way. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, not, I'm gonna be transparent. There are months where I can make 30K and another month I only make five. If I'm living a certain lifestyle, suddenly I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna have to maybe mm -hmm. hire, like, fire my assistant. Like, it's rough out here in these entertainment streets. And I think a lot of folks don't realize that when they're crying, read the room. We just talked to Kim Kardashian about this. Read the room, rich person in Calabasas. Three cars is not a sob story when your audience can't buy groceries. There's people that would never get any type of support from their child's father, whether it's because of incarceration or yeah. just a bad choice of man. There's people like you said, you know how much gas is right now? $800 a gallon. Every time I <laughs> fill up my tank, I could have bought a pair of Jordans. There's people that's really going through it. So you yeah. losing three cars 
it's really a slap in the face to a lot of your audience. So you got to be careful. All y'all out there, be careful what you say, man. A lot of this stuff is tone deaf. And also protect what you have, because I think this show, we've talked everything from Will Smith potentially losing his Oscar <laughs> to Black China losing her three cars, even though her baby's only around on Sundays. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> I hope Jason is proud of us for holding the fort. I feel like we are, had the spirit of Jason in the room. Because, damn it. Jason is sending that Dubai energy and heat because it's hot in here. That Dubai heat, too. There are folks who are watching this show who've been a fan of Damage for years who were like, oh, this is what you have a lot to say, brother. So, yes, I hope we made Jason proud because this show in particular, it's about to be a long month. Happy Aries season, guys. Yep. And until next time, that's it, y'all. Peace. Bye. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.